I'm Dr. Terry Fisher, a physician and voice technology futurist. Voice First Technology is rapidly becoming the operating system of our lives, and it will completely revolutionize the way we experience healthcare. Let's talk voice. Voice First Health. The future of health is voice. Well, hello, and here we are, episode number 10 of Voice First Health already. Seems like we just started this yesterday, and already 10 episodes in. Fantastic. I hope you are enjoying the episodes as much as I am enjoying bringing them to you. Today, I have another fantastic guest, Kenneth Sakel. He is the CEO and founder of Vohisu, which is a company that produces healthcare skills. And in particular, we get into some of the detail in this podcast about his experience with creating a virtual health assistant, specifically around chronic disease and how patients can use these types of skills to get information when they're at home. Perhaps when they left their doctor's office and they haven't quite understood what the doctor said or they need some more reinforcement uh, of certain aspects of their disease management, then they can ask this skill. Great, great use case as far as I'm concerned. So um, anyway, I won't keep you waiting any longer. Let's dive right into the interview with Ken Sakel. All right. Well, hello, Ken, and welcome to the Voice First Health podcast. It's great to have you here. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks. Wonderful. Well, perhaps we can just start with the, the, uh, the basic question. Maybe you can tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do. Sure. So uh, to all the listeners, uh, my name's Ken Sakel, and I am the founder and CEO of Ohisu. And uh, we help uh, healthcare providers by delivering virtual assistance for patients to get information about chronic diseases, their diagnosis, their treatment, and the medication. And um, what we found along the way to developing this software is that um, a lot of people are not very familiar with the voice arena. So what we started to do is then put together uh, training classes and we do custom development as well. Oh, so you've, you've almost got two separate components here to your business. You've got the voice, the, sorry, the voice first health component, and then you've got some voice first training component, if I'm understanding you correctly. Yeah, absolutely. So we have the product, which we call our virtual health assistant. And then um, we're very active in the community, how you and I got together and um, really want to help the community at large know and understand what is available through voice technology, because uh, through our endeavor of talking to clients and potential clients, we found that nobody has really got their uh, finger on the pulse of what's happening. And since things are happening so quickly in this arena, uh, we stay on top of that and help folks know and understand uh, what's happening, what can be done, and what directions the uh, technology is heading in. Right, right. So I want to just take a quick step back here, though. So What's your background? How did you sort of get interested in this field and become involved in this field initially? Uh, well, actually, kind of two things that really brought me to uh, getting involved with voice and healthcare. 
Um, it, one thing was uh, two years ago, my daughter came to me and said she wanted an, an Alexa device for Christmas. And it was still fairly new as a um, as a product, and as soon as I got her one, I was like, "I want one too." <laughs> and so, and so once I got it, I started playing around with it, and I, I, you know, thought to myself, "Well, you know, there's a lot more uses for this beyond." the standard home uses. And that's when I really started diving into the technology and seeing what can be done um, more to fulfill business requirements. And combine that with my personal experience, I am a 20-year cancer survivor, um, and I had previously worked um, in a company that delivered software uh, to specialty pharmacies. I immediately came to mind of, you know what, um, there's a certain segment of the patient population that could really benefit from a virtual health assistant that lives in their home that could answer all those questions that they have on a daily basis about what they're going through for their individual condition that they have. And that's kind of what brought me to where I am here today. Wow. So that was, well, it's a great story. And it's obviously very pleased to hear that you're doing well from the from the cancer perspective. It's amazing how many people are entering this space, because either they have experienced something themselves, or a family member or a loved one has experienced some type of a health issue. Um, and when people learn about the voice for space, and they see the possibilities here, um, it's interesting that it, it seems to be a common uh, pathway for people to be entering this space. You mentioned that you, you're working on this virtual health assistant. So this sounds really interesting. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and how that works and what that's all about? Sure, absolutely. So what it does is it helps patients with chronic diseases get information about their diagnosis, the drugs, uh, the side effects, and because it's through the Amazon Alexa device, they can get that in their home. Um, if, you know, most of us at some point in time have been to a doctor and probably heard something we weren't too happy about and you get into this fog, you know, the doctor just sounds like wah, 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 like he's from Charlie Brown or something. And, um, you know, then suddenly the doctor says, did you get all that? And you go, yeah, uh uh-huh. And you have no idea what he said. Mm. And then you go home and you're like, wow, you know, what is, you know, what's happening to me? What's going on? Um, And that's when nowadays what we do is we hop on the internet and we go searching. The problem today is that there's so much information out there that we don't know really what to trust. And um, the healthcare industry is really moving towards who are those providers that we can trust with the correct information. And that's going to be, you know, our doctors and our hospitals and our healthcare providers. You know, we're going to expect them to have the answers for us um, and not have to Google and search and find and sift through that information. And voice is the platform to go ahead and do that. And uh, our virtual health assistant, uh, we white label that for individual healthcare providers so they can uh supply that to their patients and their patients can just go ahead and say, you know, ask Dr. Smith, you know, if this is a normal side effect and ask Dr. Smith, how can I manage this side effect? 
So that way you can get that information in your home when you need it. Um, and if it's serious, get you connected to the doctor right away and really help improve the care for those individual patients. Great. I know that that's a, that's a great use case. And the way it is right now, uh, if I'm not mistaken, so you've built this out for a couple of different specific chronic diseases or conditions. Can you comment on that? Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, for uh, our, our, what we've done is we've built it out right now for rheumatoid arthritis because rheumatoid arthritis, one of the first parts of the body it affects is your hands. So even the technology that exists today, uh, you know, computers and, and mobile devices, well, that's a challenge for somebody with arthritis. So sure. there's a specific patient population that we know that, you know, with this new technology, um, even though the technology is new and it has a few hurdles, they're not going to be as big as the existing hurdles that the patients are having today with the technology um, that's available via, you know, web and uh, mobile devices. Uh, so that's our first chronic disease that we're working with. And then rheumatoid arthritis uh, falls under a category of diseases called autoimmune diseases. So we plan on expanding, um, you know, late this year into next year into other autoimmune diseases because uh, a lot of the research that we've done is, you know, the medical research is applicable across those other disease states. So that's our uh, that's our plan going forward. Great, great. No, that's really exciting. And what's the what's the timeline for the rheumatoid arthritis one? Is that one live right now, or is that still in beta, or where are you at? Yep, um, we have a um, a version that is actually live on our um, on our website um, via a chatbot interface, and the skill is available on the Amazon Alexa store. Uh, this is not the full breadth of content that we're gonna have, but it is a, a good portion of content. And um, so we do have the, uh, the product um, live and running right now. Fantastic, fantastic. And from what you've described, uh, my, my understanding is that you don't, for this particular case, you don't have to worry about HIPAA requirements because there's no personal health information being exchanged. Is, is that you've done that purposely, I'm assuming? Yes, you're absolutely right. Um, at this point in time, um, if folks aren't aware, voice-enabled devices are not HIPAA compliant. So um, that's something the industry expects to change here, uh, hopefully within the next year. But until that time, what we're doing is we're allowing the users to pull information. And it's really no different than going and Googling and searching for that information online. So yeah, you're absolutely 100% correct. There's no HIPAA regulations um, that that would um, fall under what we're doing today. And as the technology evolves in the coming year, um, when we start to collect, that'll be when the devices become certified. That's that's great. That's great. Now, I mean, that's, it makes sense for, for, for that uh, to be the roadmap for, for what you're taking mm -hmm. on here. Um, what have you noticed in, in the process of developing this, this skill? Were there particular obstacles that you encountered that you weren't expecting or were there any big takeaway learning points that you, that you got from, from going through the process of developing a skill such as this? 
Oh, sure. The, you know, we started with Amazon Alexa. And once you built that, it's like, oh, wow, great. That it works. It's wonderful. Then you port it over to Google Home. You're like, hmm, it's not 100% exactly the same. And so then you have to kind of tweak it a little bit. And then to expand it out to reach the entire patient population, we made a, a chatbot version available. And then there's differences there. So, uh, you know, you can get into this, but when you really look at the, the long-term managing and maintaining a skill, um, there's a lot that goes into it, and it's very similar to mobile development. When you're trying to, you know, create a mobile application across multiple devices, you know, it's not, you know, it's not that easy. There's a lot of nitpicky little things that you have to pick up and and uh, address along the way, and that's why we we think very strongly that at this point in time, a lot of companies want to come to you know folks like ourselves who are experts to address it until uh, the technology becomes a little bit more mainstream because it is a very specific uh, you know knowledge base, a specific understanding of information about the technologies that you know not every company is going to have and want to invest that time and money in creating that expertise. Sure, sure. No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, have you had a chance to go back and look at some of the stats or some of the things that people tend to ask more often when they're interacting with uh, with the skill? Um, yeah, we have, and that's one of the things that uh, we're going to be getting a little bit more information on. We will actually be working here um, with one of the local universities to do a research study uh, with patients to uh, do exactly what you're saying, is focus on what are the patients asking? And one of the great things about voice technology is you can now start to capture the things that you don't have answers to. So that way you can feed back additional information into your solution and build out uh, the knowledge base of information within your solution to answer more and more questions. And then tie that information back into the healthcare provider so that way they know, uh, you know, what is the information that patients keep asking? And it might be something a little bit more uh, instruction on the front end from the doctor might help so that way, uh, you know, things are clearer for patients. So there's lots of tools out there to help with that. And uh, yeah, we've done some, some, uh, some analysis and we definitely are on track to be doing uh, some more with that. Great, great. And just so, just so I get a sense here, so if we take the rheumatoid arthritis uh, skill, so this is general questions that the patient is asking, so things about signs and symptoms or medications and, and that sort of thing. They're not necessarily getting treatment advice, or are they? Can you comment on that? Um, it's not really treatment advice. It's letting you know what's within um, the realms of normal things that you would expect. Um, the advice that we're giving is really more how to manage with those side effects. And for example, one of the things is 
uh, one of the common side effects of a lot of the autoimmune medications is nausea. So, uh, you know, this is not any medically, uh, you know, out of the ordinary advice. It's how do you treat nausea? Well, you know, ginger and ginger ale are common things to help settle your stomach and crackers and saltines. And these are the things that we provide as advice but it's not in the realm of, of medical, um, but it is all researched and it is um, stuff that we can point to, you know, articles and findings that show that this is not just some old wives tale. This is actually, you know, something that is research based and is something that uh, is truly uh, viable for a patient. That's great. That, that, that's really important. Uh, and I think, uh, you, you kind of alluded to this earlier that as, as as we see more and more of these skills eventually come online, it's going to be, you know, one of the questions is going to be, is this reputable? Is this a good source? Is it all evidence-based? And so the fact that you're, you're doing that right off the bat, I, I think is, is uh, personally, I think that's that's great. That's one of the real strengths then of what, of what you're doing for sure. Um, as a general sort of overview, you know, where where do you see voice first and, and healthcare going in the next, you know, three to five years or so? Um, we've had several of us uh, are either involved in, in voice or health technology in the area, and we've had a lot of conversations about this. Um, and we really see um, what's happening in healthcare is healthcare is at the realization, I think, right now that, you know, they're already in uh, a mode of being ready for change. And it happens to coincide at the point in time when voice is coming along. So at least amongst my group of of peers, we're really seeing this wave that's going to be, you know, really significant in healthcare because healthcare was already ripe for disruption and and was already in the process of implementing um you know new solutions because they've fallen behind and that just happened to coincide with the rise of voice so i think that you're gonna see um that be one of the industries that probably will be one of the leaders in implementing voice solutions yeah, you know, that's, that's an interesting perspective because I've been speaking a lot about how I think voice-first technology is such a great technology because it's so convenient and, and seamless and frictionless and, and the whole bit. But you're absolutely right when I think about it. It's also impacting the industries that are most ready for change. And uh, yeah, I, that, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Um, voice, uh, sorry, uh, healthcare definitely is one of those industries that's going to be impacted the most. Well, Ken, it's... It, uh, it's been a real pleasure speaking with you. Is there anything that I didn't ask you or anything else that you, that you wanted to mention today on the podcast? Um, no, nothing other than to say, you know, uh, we'll have all of my uh, social links, um, uh, I'm sure, along with the, the podcast here. So uh, for your listeners, feel free to connect with me via LinkedIn. Um, we talked about some of the training that we did and we're in the process of uploading more and more videos to um, our YouTube site. So 
keep an eye out for um, new voice training videos on our YouTube channel. And um, as I said, follow LinkedIn. I've got a couple of possible um, engagements coming up where um, at conferences and stuff where we'd like to come out and meet some of your listeners. So follow us and hopefully we'll see each other soon at, at one of the industry events. Wonderful. And just uh, just can you let us know uh, your website? What is your website address? Sure. It's vohesu.com and that's V-O-H-E-S-U.com. And, you know, people always ask, where did that name come from? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and um, there's actually no real meaning to it. Um, once we first started playing around with the idea for starting this company, uh, it started off as voice-enabled healthcare surveys, um, so that's where the original Vohisu came from, and we're not constricted by that. But the the name stuck, and uh, you know, it seems to always be a topic of conversation. So why not stick with it? <laughs> that's great. Well, I like it. I like it. I like the way it came together. So wonderful. Well, again, uh, thanks so much, Ken. It's really a pleasure to speak with you, and I appreciate you taking some of your time out of your day and I know you're on the east coast and I'm on the west coast so you had to stay up a little bit extra late to speak uh, with me and record this podcast so I appreciate that as well and um, I hope we'll get to uh, to meet each other in person sometime very soon oh absolutely and and thank you and thank all your listeners I really appreciate the opportunity uh, to share this information with everyone wonderful so there you have it thank you so much uh, Ken again for coming on the podcast you know sort of as an editorial comment here, one of the things that Ken said that I personally think is very, very impactful right now is the fact that, yes, voice technology is going to disrupt things the way we know it, simply by the nature of the technology. It's seamless, it's frictionless, it's convenient. You can multitask while you're using it. For so many reasons, voice technology is going to change not only healthcare, but tons of industries. However, when it comes to healthcare, I believe that healthcare is ripe for... Uh, for disruption, just as Ken was speaking about. And the more I give that some thought, that is an excellent point. And I think when you take the combination of voice-first technology and the benefits that it can provide, and when you apply that to an industry that is so ready for change, uh, that can only mean one thing, that there is going to be some significant uh, significant changes in healthcare the way we know it. And that is very, very exciting to me. And um, that's one of the reasons we're doing this podcast is to continue to bring you, the listeners, uh, the stories, the, the, the exciting breakthroughs and news and research and things that companies are doing uh, in this space. So make sure you have subscribed. We've got some other interviews, of course, lined up coming up. Uh, show notes are always available for each of the episodes. For today's episode, of course, you can find the show notes at voicefirsthealth.com slash 10. Here we are at our 10th episode already. And um, I look forward to chatting with you again next week. Until then, have a great week. And uh, I look forward to speaking with you in one week's time. Take care, everybody. Thank you.